Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Colin. I'm Caleb. And I'm not We return this week to bring you my heel turn, Minnesota United's star turn, and Iker Casillas' turn to the dark side of the moon. Big news this week, we've got a new member of the team. Nick Rodriguez joining us as our producer. We had to talk into his mic for about five or six minutes for giving vocal samples. I'm just wondering if we said anything incriminating that's going to come up when we're all famous later. You know, I don't, I, James Gunn style. I don't think so. God. You know, I. the more I think about it, maybe I, I shouldn't have said that thing about small children. No, that's not... Okay, I, I'm not you, saying what it was. Say, okay, I need you, to clarify to the listeners. You didn't say anything about that, but you did talk about eating pimentos at TCF Bank Stadium and having and made, made allusions to a lot of gas and other gastric distress. Gas. Yeah, it, it uh, was gastrointestinal discomfort yeah. afterwards. I, I mean, not during the game. And the things just you said, afterwards. the things you said about the stuff that comes out of you, man, that could torpedo your future political campaigns. I'm just saying, like. I deal with my stomach issues. Uh-huh. Like I'm, I'm able yeah, to let's stand get, let's up. Get open about I'm them. able to stand up to the pressure. Are you a dense Americans with gastrointestinal issues? Maybe we should Notch? cover this again. Then I'll get a second set of tape with Colin, and then both me and Nick will have blackmail material uh, on uh, on Colin here. Oh, I'm I'm fully willing to admit that I eat things that cause my stomach to rail against me there was that one episode where we discussed buffalo wild wings sauce recommendations let's not bring that back up again that was okay. it's buried in the past <laughs> and that's where it should that stay. is not an episode that we should talk about so after that awful intro let's after that welcome intro. to nick <laughs> sorry nick um so welcome nick poop jokes i mean if you're not used to that by now i'm sorry <laughs> um so I was thinking about this on the way over here today because I found a bunch of Mitch CDs in my old car. I was just cleaning it out and put them in my new car. Um, you're at a karaoke bar. Life or death situation. You have to nail a song. What song do you put on? Oh, hell yeah. Limbiscuit, take a look around. That was not what I expected at all from you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will nail the Mission Impossible three, 2 soundtrack like title song which is what that song is is it really yeah mission impossible 2 limbiscuit Limp provided Biscuit the title has a song title song oh, wow okay, wow okay go ahead John. um all that if you can expert level because i've done it before subterranean homesick blues by bob dylan that is a difficult song to get exactly right even though there's like no actual melodic lines to it. Yeah, isn't Dylan just like Okay, speed that up by 140% and that's accurate as <laughs> so fuck Bob for Dylan rapping? Hope. That's terrible. Johnny said the best and excellent. No, no, we, don't, we, can't, we can't afford that song. Don't, don't send any more lines from it. <laughs> <laughs> um, mine would be 1985 by Bowling for Soup. And kill that song. And it's a party starter, guys. Everyone's going to sing along with me. We need to have a karaoke competition when we finally do our live show. That's what we need to do. I mean, I was going to say that I saw them on the Ernie Ball stage at the Warp Tour about 14 years ago. That sounds about right, yeah. <laughs> That's when they were relevant last. Well, it sounds like we're really passionate about all those songs that we talked about. And it's time now to move into a segment that we call United Passions. Our sport has a bright future ahead. United Passions isn't just a terrible movie about FIFA. It's also the segment in which we talk about the United that we are most passionate about. Minnesota United FC, who inexplicably have provided us three chances to sing Wonderwall in the span of eight days. Straight. We missed the timeline to release an episode to discuss the first of those matches, so we will not even refer to it in any way. No references to that game. It didn't happen. We won. That's all you need. Yeah. Yeah. But we did play New England midweek, beat them 2-1. We played LAFC on Sunday, beat them 5-1, inexplicably. And I feel like every conversation I've had about this game starts with, and then I took somebody to the game who'd never been to a Minnesota United game before and told them we were going to lose. I had one of those conversations before the game myself with uh, uh, somebody I met who who doesn't follow the team very much. I said, we're going to get smacked 5-0. Turns out my prediction for the score was kind of right. Uh, it, was, it was darn close, yeah. Yeah, but uh, so, so so talk to me about these two games. Were they similar? Were they different? 
Were they same but different? Similar in that the formation has stayed the same consistently now for a few games, and it's looking very promising for the Loons. And similar also, we have the same starting lineup for the three games in eight days. Is it time to call Aid Broke Part 2? Yeah. Do we do we start calling Adrian Heat the special one now? Tactical genius. I think we call Alex Chiefer Decker the special one. He's been calling for a three five two since March. <laughs> so you think someone just bossed Heat like Chief's <laughs> number and they've been DMing each other? Like well, I hope that's what happened. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. This is the man behind the curtain. Yeah, Heat is just like my career is not going to survive leaving this team. I need to bring someone in to pull the strings from above, and he brings Chief in. Yeah. It's it's a, it's a heartwarming buddy comedy. I think. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's definitely going to be a better movie than The Other Passions. So. Yeah, the problem is Schieffer Decker and I'm pretty sure Adrian Heath both are quite happy in long-term relationships. So we can't have a nice romantic subplot. So maybe Quintero. No, he, he's No, no, married. no. Hold on. This is basically the plot to Ratatouille. Right. Oh, my God. It, 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 it entirely is. Like, even down to sheep <laughs> pulling wait, the wait, strings wait. Are you of trying to, Heath's hair. Are you trying to cast yourself as a cranky critic who writes about the team and then has a change of heart at the end? As he eats a childhood memory. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the movie ends. He eats a childhood memory, and he's like, I, was, I don't care about the rats. This restaurant's good now. Yeah. Guys, so, you realize that's Eli Hoff and not me. Uh, hey, I, I... I didn't write that terrible, terrible hit piece. So we should talk about the fact that Christian Ramirez, after he scored against New England, decided to take a nice big seat on the pitch. Turns out it was a reference to E. Pluribus Lunum's Eli Hoff writing an article that called Ramirez, quote-unquote, a sitting duck. And then in reference to that article, decided to put out a release that listed a rating of all no, our no, strikers. No, no, no. That one came up beforehand, like two days before. I thought yeah, he no. was trolling everybody, and then he posted in Slack that he was writing that article, and then I got very, very concerned. I'm fairly certain that is the preamble to my article that came out the day after the New England game, explaining why Eli Hoff was wrong. So, uh, just quickly to get on this tweet, and then we really should move on. The the list of strikers at E. Pluribus Lunum's official Twitter account provided the ra- official rating of Minnesota United strikers was hopelessly wrong, and placed guys who had played below guys who have never touched the ball in Minnesota before. So we we should, they were mocked roundly for it. That article should not have come out the way no. it did. And Christian Ramirez chose to mock it on the pitch. The best place to mock anything. And that's the only time he mocked it. I don't think he referenced it no, after he, the game was over. He was actually... Well, after Wednesday was yeah. over, he didn't mention it again. And credit to Eli, he is a very talented writer. He's also still in high school. Uh, he'll learn from this mistake and... Yeah, he's probably he's, more successful than anybody. Hey, what's with all this wholesomeness? I hope he shattered and never touches Eli, the keyboard again. Eli, no, Eli invited us to the media roundtable at the end of the year, <laughs> and you were just you're just butt hurt you weren't able to go. So hey, hey it's hey, true. Hey, hey. You weren't there. If one of you, you weren't there, I criticize both of you so much. You're writing. I just take take it to bits anytime I yeah, get. Yeah, but we're also adults, and he is. In high school, so you're, you're putting on a child right now, Notch. Legally speaking, you horrible human. What do you think? Quit committing about that? child abuse. Yeah. Okay. Over the internet, right. cyberbullying a child. So, so Quintero. be best, Notch. Be, be best. best. <laughs> <laughs> we got there. We got there. I, I'm just gonna point out. I've decided to take the the heel form in this episode. I'm just gonna throw shade past conspiracy theories like just make fun of people who don't deserve it are there any more children that we're going to talk about that i can insult i would uh, love to do that my notes here, alfonso davies is coming up it. i know i'll throw some shit on him just just <laughs> just you know just make sure in the notes to bold like the places where i could make the worst possible insult against the most wholesome person okay yeah christian pulisic said something about and that was anti-bullying let me come in and like support bullying later okay, okay. just, just yeah, remind me yeah, yeah please yeah. okay uh last thing we should mention about Wait, this quick reminder don't do that oh, yeah. okay oh, uh, do so darwin quintero was placed in the mls team of the week i think undisputably our superstar of this past week well christian ramirez was also in the team of the week i know but i'm trying to make the case but, that quintero was the indisputable man who held this team and push it towards excellence. He's definitely signing in the season for Minnesota and, def- and possibly for MLS. Um, in, th- in this game alone, he beat, for his goal, he beat four defenders, one of them twice in his Maisie run. And he, he's just a catalyst that I personally haven't seen in Minnesota, in Minnesota Jersey ever. That just can create something out of nothing, can make those runs that are just deadly and can finish 
Like we've seen players that can run at defenses and get open space, but they shoot the ball twenty feet over the net. Yeah, I go. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me lose my mind. Yeah. Well, not, okay. not up in here. And I think not my, up in here. The 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 chipping of the keepers has kind of become something of his meme, including now his new take a bow celebration at the corner line, which I think is far better than his dab celebration. Maybe I'm just too old to appreciate that one. Alexi Gomez, on the other hand, coming out of the LA game early, also not covering himself with glory in the game against New England. I think we have it written down. Alexi Gomez stupidly fouls a rev in the box yep. from the New England game. He was he was dribbling out of the box. It was, it was on the end line. It wasn't like, even it was, a dribble. It was that the Revolution player was chasing the ball, probably going out of touch. And, and yet he still decided that he was going to shove him over. Do like, we think the injury that he came off for was an injury or was it yeah. a face saving he was I mean, yeah it, it was an injury but at the also, same time he also played jimmy, all- jimmy madrondo was also injured when he got subbed in for or subbed out for sasanovic i'm in gonna that kansas city game last thing i want to talk about with these games is shout outs to two players who have been quietly distinguishing themselves on the minnesota roster number one mason toy who had a solid game against new england number two rasmus schuler who gets his first goal for minnesota united mason toy probably had his best minutes on the field for minnesota and he was on it for what six, six minutes, minutes. Yeah. uh basically held the ball in the corner won the ball a couple times and was able to just kill the game almost in uh, New England's half while they were trying to push for an equalizer. So um, just great positioning and great awareness by him to know what his role was in that situation. Um, and Rashmus Schuller yeah, finally, finally got his goal. Yeah. He's been... He's deserved him for a while. Yeah. Aside from the fact that his passing has been quite good, he's been racking up so many counting stats defensively. The fact that he's able to score now as well, it's icing on the cake for him. Any other final notes about these two games that you want to talk about? Um, Just our second and third goals were, what, a minute after each other? And then our fourth and fifth goals were a minute after each other against LAFC. Just when we score that goal to go ahead or get or just equalize, Minnesota showed the fortitude and the awareness to keep pushing forward while LAFC was weak. Trying to kind of reeling from reeling from the goal, so and just some great movement from our front four and also Rasmus is in there as well. Just yeah, it's, it's very it's been very good for the chemistry of the team. These both these games very much happiness inducing. Some transfer news swirling about Minnesota United. Matt Doyle deciding to throw onto Twitter his speculation that Christian Ramirez was going to leave Minnesota on Monday. <laughs> like, doesn't even say, like, I'm speculating, I don't know, but this might happen. He just, like, lays it out there like he knows what he's talking about, and Ruder had to come out later and say, like, as far as I know, that, that that's just speculation. Yeah, and, and Meg Ryan came out afterwards saying that they had at least gotten calls, but they hadn't really seriously considered them because the offers were terrible and, and all that. And to me, the, the the big shame here is that we're seeing, as you've put into the notes, Miguel and Christian are back in 2014, as far as we can tell. They are just combining together for some beautiful plays. It's a beautiful Quint- side to see. They're, they're working well with Quintero. I mean, it is watching that attack, like you were saying, coming at you in the supporters section was a thing of beauty in mm-hmm. that LAFC game just because they were getting so many wonderful plays together. So I want to see Ramiro stay with this team. Uh, which is complicated com- considering Rodriguez is going to be here soon. He has not shown up yet. Uh, another um, expected to be in the, with the team on Wednesday. Will not play on Saturday. Smart. So probably next Saturday in Seattle might see him. But with Christian in the form that he's in, he shouldn't be benched. Romario got his first minutes with Minnesota United. Nicholas Benedetti. Now that's a name we haven't heard in a while. It's, uh, it's been the, a hot minute. If you've been on Twitter, you've heard it 10,000 times, but sure. No, 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 but I'm saying like before the last two weeks, we hadn't heard it since before the season started. And I thought back then, man, this whole uh, transfer saga of Benedetti is really annoying. Will he? Won't he? No, he's in love with her. She's in love with another guy. You know, it was... No, no, no. Hold on. We'll talk about that in like literally one game on the list. Okay. Are we Ross or Rachel? 
I don't know. And see, that's my I, problem. Rachel so much better. The characters be in this drama have not been fleshed out. They have not been properly thought of. The the event in this transfer saga. So basically, to sum it up for you, listener, Nicholas Benedetti rumors have started up again. One day it's he's gonna be here. Next day it's gonna be he's not gonna be here. And then it's like here's the price. No, no, no. It's much more. No, it's less. And then he decided. Um, I believe this was on Friday or Saturday. I can't remember now. One of the days on his Snapchat, he decided to throw a picture of his family with one of them wearing a Minnesota United T-shirt. Everyone suddenly thought, oh, my God, he's going to come here. This is obviously his agent using a free T-shirt provided by the team to gin up some PR for his clients so that he can drive higher offers and get him noticed. This dude, from everything he seems to have actually said to a reporter face to face, does not want to come to Minnesota. So... I, I am sick of this transfer saga. I'm ready to cancel this show. Someone get it onto Fox so they can cancel it. Ouch. Yeah. Because I, Dang. you know, if dude wants to, like, drag out his transfer over eight months and then not, like, not be straight, I don't want that guy on our team, man. I'm kind of getting sick of this stuff. Counterpoint. Dude's apparently getting scouted by Ajax as the next great South American signing for them. Last time they did that was Luis Suarez. <laughs> you want to spend $9 million? If we can get $20 yes. million dollars for him later. I, uh, what cut of that goes to MLS? Um, Who knows by the time we sign him? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can change the rules. Pro-Rel will have instituted, been instituted. <laughs> Everything will have changed. The, you know, like soccer Ted's uh pro-rel league will be in charge garber will be behind bars with hillary and like pizza gate you know so i mean <laughs> i was actually going to do the math and tell you that it would be five million of the transfer under current rules it, but, okay okay i mean if we, if we did him and he doesn't like hit on anyone else's girlfriends i think we'll be fine <laughs> speaking of which it's time for us to move into a segment that we call the top step but the queen rise to the top oh yeah in the top step we covered latest news from america's division one leagues, Major League Soccer, and the NWSL. First up, MLS, where the aforementioned Ezekiel Barco found himself benched as Atlanta played DC United. Wayne Rooney getting his first start also, by the way, in this game. Uh, we sh- the Barco being mentioned because he was benched after making, quote-unquote, romantic overtures on a teammate's partner. So, I did, did he have a string quartet? And played an overture for someone. I, I, that, that phrase is very misleading. I mean, if you have it's a string a, quartet and you're just going to do the overture, that's like... It's it's probably just a very... It's another thing that ends with T-U-R-E. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, oh, it's definitely a very fancy phrase for a dick pic. Sure. Yeah, or, it I mean, like you're no, saying... No, no, no. I, I was saying premature. Oh. As I'm in, just, like... Get all of it out before no, everything no, goes, I, I, goes I, I, good. Yeah, I was referring to premature ejaculation. That was uh, the we, joke, guys. Uh, see, I was gonna go with Tchaikovsky in 1812 Orchard, but I mean, we decided to go into a more sophisticated place with that joke. <laughs> uh, Atlanta getting 3 1 win over DC, and the Univision commentators on this match were their you know, Univision tactic, yeah, and uh. The one good thing that happened, though, because they were on there, was that the goal horn, when, when you score a goal in Atlanta Stadium, Atlanta scores, rather, they, they have the train horn. They're like, and the commentators, goal, synced keys with the train horn. So it sounded like Paul and John on a Beatles track, and it was beautiful, guys. I think we should mix that into the like next hit. Okay, yeah, we'll get go, right on that match. Go. I'm just seeing, I'm just seeing a concert where the like train horn synthesizer and the Univision commentator are on stage together. It could be the next ABBA. I'm just saying. What What's the musical about their about? Uh, is Mamma Mia a song just, by this ABBA? Is I don't Mama know. Mia this is uh, this that's is the plot of Mamma Mia. Three. Um, okay. okay, no, no, no. She's trying to figure out if it's Joseph Martinez or Ezekiel Barco that's been texting her. Right. Oh, mm. uh, so this whole Barco story has some legs. Watch this space to see what happens there. But anyway, moving on with this game, uh, Joseph Martinez breaking the MLS record for hat tricks in this game. Yeah, season hat tricks. Uh, first one, the phrase was "looks like a foul, should be a foul, goal," because Martinez just backed into David Ustad. I know that there was dispute among us as to whether or not it was a foul. 
I think it was. Dude obviously obstructs the keeper from getting to the ball physically. And, I mean, I did not think that that, should, that goal should have stood. And it's not just because I have an irrational hatred of everything <laughs> Atlanta United. I initially thought it was fine, but then he pointed out that he backed into him. Like, he throws his body in and throws his, like, backed into him. And that's not going for the ball. That's going for the keeper. So I changed my mind as much as I replay. Okay, cool. We're in agreement. Seattle played Vancouver in the lesser Cascadia Derby. 2-0 the score to Seattle. Alfonso Davies being sold for $13 million to Bayern Munich. This news bubbling around this match. Vancouver's homegrown hero might be off to, to Germany. I mean, Nico Kovac, the Bayern Munich coach, has said, the ink is not dry, but it is drying. So I... Th- this is a very massive move for MLS in general. Like this is literally the big move of someone overseas from the academy system, from the USL system, getting MLS minutes and then being able to move towards one of the biggest clubs in the world. Now we're going to see how much of the the transfer 30 million transfer fee that Vancouver gets to keep since he's homegrown there's some speculation that it'll be MLS will not get its customary cut what I will say is you mentioned Nico Kovac new Bayern Munich coach untested people are skeptical of his talent if I was Alfonso Davies I would not be sticking around with Vancouver until the end of the year as he's being rumored to Josh Sargent last year signed with Werder Bremen in the fall he joined them a month before his 18th birthday and was training with Werder's first team before he turned 18. If I was Alfonso Davies, I would show up there and play because you don't want to get hurt before this big move. You don't want, if Kovac gets fired, you don't want to be like off in Canada where the new coach can easily just say, well, actually this guy, you know what, let's just loan him out and do something else. So I'm a little concerned with this six-month stretch that he's exposing himself to. I wouldn't be concerned about the six-month stretch. I mean, if anything, he kind of has to do that, given the fact that his dad hasn't gotten hired in a random Munich company, and therefore he wouldn't be able to transfer under FIFA's rules. Well, there are different rules if you're training, though. It's not... You don't have to... Training is one thing, yeah, but you wouldn't be able to even get official minutes for a youth team. I know. The reason that Josh Sargent wasn't able to even play for Werder's U23s was the fact that he was still 17 and couldn't be registered. Agreed. And I'm saying, it's if I was Alfonso Davies, that would be preferable to getting this transfer nixed for dumb reasons. Our league is known as a physical league. So, and and he's going to be playing on turf. He's going to get all of the stuff. Dude's 17. It's a 13 million transfer. It is the big thing. And, uh, I guess my uh, paranoia is showing through. But hey, anyway, in this game, handball by Vancouver in the box. Yeah, uh, Lodero. Nico Lodero scores a penalty and then later scores a. Somehow, the Vancouver goalkeeper. Was that Brian Rowe? Just, no, Stefan Marinovich. Marinovich jumps the wrong way and tries to like stick his arm out the other way. And it was a very odd goalkeeper moved by him the ball went in so literally out his brace producer nick saying that seattle got very lucky with their last two wins seattle there have been some stories bubbling up about them making a comeback don't call it a comeback because it no, isn't one they haven't no. they, got, they, they haven't played well yeah. really uh juarez for vancouver got sent off he will miss the next game against minnesota on he, the 28th he got sent off for bumping the ref that is the dumbest way to get sent off like literally don't no, touch no, no. the guy in yellow the dumbest way to get sent off has always been to be on a yellow card and celebrate your goal by taking your shirt off. That is the dumbest way to get sent off. Subsec addendum one, subsection A, sub subsection three C, Roman numeral one, would be taking your shirt off and having an identical jersey under it. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Chicago played Toronto in Toyota Park, which I found out is going to be named StubHub something. Hopefully, like... No, no, no. SeatGeek. SeatGeek, that's Make right. sure that you have your sponsors oh, right. correct. Colin Solberg's going to kill me uh, for making mixing those up. But SeatGeek is going to be the title sponsor for Chicago Stadium next year. And uh, what do you think they're going to call it? SeatGeek Stadium, SeatGeek Park, SeatGeek Seat, SeatGeek Geek. That, I hope that third one would be great. Yeah, so we, we, yeah. watch this space. Watch this space. Chicago, though, losing to Toronto, who scored two goals to Chicago's one. Um, I believe in advance of this game as well, uh, Nico Hasler 
uh, got traded from Toronto with um, John Baccaro and a little bit of allocation money going the other way. Kind of an interesting move in terms of just trying to dump off a TAM player. Um, additionally, Josie Altidore, he's back, everyone. And he elbowed a dude in the face. Twice. In the face. Twice. Yeah. The the MLSsoccer.com was kind of kind and said, ah, I don't know if that was intentional. Yeah, no. He like was throwing his arm back like a couple the first, of times. The first one, you weren't quite sure if he meant to elbow him in the face. But the second one, you could tell that he knew exactly where the guy's nose was afterwards. And he aimed perfectly. This is Toronto's first win in seven games. So they're going to win the MLS Cup, right? I mean, the East is really tough this year, so... I mean, yes, they are. I, I don't know. Um, they need to show me a little bit more. I think Josie didn't coming back is huge for them, though. And so, Gio had a direct in. More importantly, though, um, Richard Sanchez got caught off his line. Drink! 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 That is the drink. official week all at soccer drinking game. First rule. Yeah. Richard Sanchez gets caught off his line. Drink. What's the second rule? Is Colorado good? Yeah, that's a good one. That's also that a drink. Um, third one is Colin talking about bowel movements. Drink. Oh, yeah. God. I'm also, so drink that, enough. <laughs> drink moonshine and finish the bottle. If that Univision commentator ever goes, gashi, 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 oh, then you finish your drink. <laughs> if Univision, if Univision commentator finishes, you finish. There you go. All right. <laughs> Philadelphia playing LA Galaxy, who got three goals in the Talon Stadium. Philadelphia only answering with one. More importantly, though, um, President Zlatan had a goal and a gorgeous, gorgeous assist. Wait, wait, wait. How many electoral college votes did President Zlatan win? This Russian meddling is, like, out of hand. I mean, he won the popular (laughs) votes, but I think uh, Ola Kamara got the uh, electoral college. That's a little awkward. I mean, just off of this game, we know that Zlatan at least went to Pennsylvania. Hey-o! I... By the way, you mentioned that he scored a goal. The camera immediately panned to three, like, basic Brosefs. Two of them were in Manu and PSG kits. This is, like, that is a peak that DP is, worship. Cosmo should have marked them out of the field and just summoned their attitude to each one of them. <laughs> <laughs> so That is unacceptable. But here's the more important thing. Somebody asked him after the game how Zlatan had changed American soccer culture. His reply, and I quote... I don't know if I changed it. I just keep doing my job. They're lucky I didn't come 10 years ago because I would be the president today. Which, okay, fine. Cool. Can, can you be the president now? Yeah, right. Can I you know. do that now for us? Although Zlatan would be the kind of guy who sent foreign leaders all caps tweets on Twitter. Like, that would be his Yeah, but at too. the very least, you wouldn't think to yourself... Oh yeah, but the one that he won't send all caps to is Vladimir Putin. Two English, pre- two English midfielder David Beckham. You know, like that. That would be his. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, New York Red Bulls playing against New England Revolution in the new derby, as I'm going to call it from this point forward. Two nil the score to the Red Bulls. Robles getting saved, uh, saving a Teal Bunbury shot. Unfortunately, not saving it in a way that protected his yeah, face. The Scott Sterling strategy. Bought everything with your face. Not good. Not good. No, 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 no. But it worked. It worked out for him. Matt Turner probably should use that because he got caught in no man's land on Red Bull's first goal by uh, Daniel Royer on a free kick. And then BWP does what he does, scores 99th career MLS goal. And for number 99. For number 99. And so he won't score anymore, right? He's done. Uh, that is that is part think, of the MLS roster rules. It's an yeah. archaic one, but it's there. Yeah. yeah. Not bad for a trialist, no less. Yeah. yeah. Five years ago today, uh, PWP signed after being a trialist, and the comments on Reddit and Twitter about the signing that were posted today are kind of hilarious. Yeah. You should go back and read Christian Ramirez's signing comments on Reddit, too. They are fantastic uh, in how skeptical they are. New York Red Bulls given a penalty for a handball, unfortunately overturned by VAR. Rightly so. Columbus playing Orlando, and I want to give a special shout out to MLS2ATX, who called this the hashtag Austin Derby. Guys, just pro tip, I work in marketing now, and I think, you know, I've only been in the field for about six to eight months, but just pro tip, antagonizing two sets of fans and committing a massive act of hypocrisy in the process, kind of a bad look for y'all. 
you know, if you're trying to like, you know, make a soft entry into the league, convince people that, hey, we really deserve a team. Don't hate us. This is about the worst thing that you could do. Like, take off your troll head before you give yourself towards the booming public of MLS that already hates your fucking guts. Seriously, I'm just expecting this tweet. To the Save the Crew President, Morgan Hughes, all caps. We hate you. We're going to take your team. We love Anthony Precord. Like, be cautious about yeah. your team leaving. Yeah. yeah. And, and again, to, to those who haven't caught on, Orlando were the Austin Aztecs, which is why they call this the Austin Derby. So they're referring to... The, one of the bigger injustices in USL history, the Austin Aztecs being moved lock, stock, and barrel to Orlando in this. So anyway... The I, once and future Aztecs. This game, though, that, that wasn't the only controversy associated with it. Columbus winning 3-2. to two, One of those Columbus goals, however, coming on an incredibly controversial penalty. Yeah, um, Columbus's equalizer, I believe, um, 85th minute thereabouts. RJ Allen definitely did not make a foul it, it was there wasn't even contact and there was a flop and it was called and var did not step in it was so egregious that pro afterwards said as much yeah the, they never come out and say that something was not a penalty I'm okay and they blew the call i'm okay with it yeah American, the American Referees Association PRO there. Also, after this game, probably Justin Miram decided to slip away from his Orlando teammates, start talking to someone in the Columbus front office and say, hey, did you keep that receipt from my transfer before? Because <laughs> I would really like to come back. Some rumors linking him with a move back to Columbus. As or well as a places. move back to Cincinnati. Or at least to Ohio. To Ohio, yeah. yeah. To Cincinnati, yeah. yeah. That, that apparently won't happen there. Yeah. Uh, Jesse Zardes had two touches in the second half. Had two goals, zero completed passes. He's the best striker in the U.S. men's national team. Come Hashtag guys. the aristocrats. He's efficient. Go watch Will Trapp's winning goal. That was beautiful. Columbus also rejected a $5 million bid for, for Zach Steffen from Bristol City. Houston playing FC Dallas. The game ending 1-1 on a terrible looking pitch. Houston, this has like been an issue ever since Houston flooded. Their stadium's turf, or I should say grass, because anyway, yeah. it's crap. It's horrible. It's basically divots. It's like they sent a squadron of golfers on there who didn't replace their divots. That's what it looks like. Sounds like me about a week ago. 1-1 um, one, one draw in the Texas Derby. Uh, Matt Hedges scores an early goal off of a free kick. Little bit of questions as to whether or not it was offside turned out it wasn't Minotis equalized in the seventh minute there was literally no more goals um big trade happened however with fc dallas kellen acosta going to colorado for dominic badgie who won the what trade, guys not kellen acosta not <laughs> minnesota that's who you would have wanted kellen acosta here absolutely god yeah yeah he's been off the gas a little bit in dallas this year and he after the trade coming out and giving an interview saying he wants to revive his career and therefore decided colorado was the best place to do it so he decided to bash his head in with a giant mallet and stand behind the running car for the rest of it i mean but he can <laughs> smoke weed afterwards oh, cool. though. that's fine yeah i i'd, I'd be fine with that I, th- I think he his, Edibles, his exact it's not going to deal with your lungs. <laughs> totally fine. I think, I think his exact words that he was warned to revive his career. And uh, my comment on that would be it'd be like a, a doctor saying, we need to revive this patient. Nurse, bring me some carbon monoxide. Like, that's pretty much. Uh, so, so goodbye, sweet prince. Hey, speaking of goodbyes, we should say goodbye briefly and return after this quick break for the rest of MLS and WSL and much, much more. Welcome back to part two of We Call It Soccer. We've been cleared by the officials to return to the pitch following a sighting of lightning in the distance, which also occurred during this game. Real Salt Lake playing Colorado in Utah, game ending 2-2. Is Colorado good? Drank. No, no. The answer is always no. They did manage to get a draw here, though. So um, how did that happen? 
I mean, Tim Howard could have intervened in better ways. That's an evergreen statement. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Edgar Castillo had a fantastic run into the box to get the equalizer. Um, Dylan Cerna was able to get onto the rebound to equalize it. Um, Jal Plata had a great game with assist and a goal. Rumored to be in the, on the trading block for RSL via Matt Doyle, which had to where? Just available. Available. But there's another winger who. We could use another one if you ask me. <laughs> Hashtag Manny. Stop it, Lagos. <laughs> You're not invited on this podcast, Manny. One of the penalties, or I should say one of the goals for Colorado coming off a penalty awarded after a VAR review. Yeah, definitely a penalty handball. Um, Colorado still aren't good, and it was a bad game by RSL. Yeah. Portland playing Montreal again. This game also ending two two. Couple of howlers from Evan Bush. Absolutely terrible day from him. Um, just dips the ball to um, Armenteros to equalize after tight airs opener, and then kind of in controversial, controversial fashion uh, lets Valeri equalize. Again, this another one goal that kind of split us in the highlight zone room watching area that. Was Valeri... One of us thought it was a push on Valeri. Yeah, Notch did. Yeah, so I, when, I still think it yeah. is. I think it's... I think <laughs> goalkeepers don't get enough protection and then they get screwed. I think Deirdre Valeri is, what, 5'8", and Evan Bush is not, and has arms and can use them. Yeah, I think goalkeepers have hands to catch the ball and... Jump into Valeri, knock him over to the ball. The woman penalty. he got pushed away from the ball. So uh, He didn't get pushed away from the ball when he failed to catch it the first time that was well, not bad that's not the point though that he, he i think goalkeepers have a tough enough job without being physically tussled off the ball and uh they, they do get manhandled and they put themselves into harm's way so i don't know i was feeling um compassionate uh, magnanimous yeah all right let's talk about the nwsl here where north carolina courage totally off the pace they are Completely in ruinous form compared to earlier this year. Getting a second draw. The hell's wrong with them? Yeah, right? Drawing nil-nil. Season's over. Utah of all Season's teams. over. They're done. How yeah. are they going to win the International Women's Champions Cup okay, thing? Okay, first thing. How cool is it that there is now an International Champions Cup Women's okay, Tournament? Okay, yes. That is cool. But at the same time, this is also the ICC, like... You know, there's a reason that we didn't put down ICC games in our like rest of the world. They don't yeah, call it soccer yeah, segment because sure. it's a fake tournament. I'm sorry, I'm, I, but you know what? I'm actually thinking that this is this goal branding brings them up in my regard just a little bit, and so it brings them up because we don't value the NWSL in this country. Agreed, agreed, and then therefore. Giving all these fans who have hard-ons for Dortmund and Man City and all these other teams uh, some knowledge about this stuff and getting them out to watch these games might be good. One thing that isn't so great, though, is that the broadcasting for TV is limited to the final of the ICC Women's Tournament. Also, North Carolina College is going to have to play a match during the Tournament of Nations break that the rest of the NWSL is taking. Now They've brought in, like, five trialists to... Fit all of the international call-ups I have. The other sad thing about this, though, is that according to Caitlin Murray, who um, does some really good work on um, all of Portland soccer for The Athletic, she hasn't even gotten a promotional email about the ICC game that's happening in Portland. One of the things that I think is pretty neat about the fact that North Carolina having to play in this tournament is that... uh, they don't pretty much need any more points this year. They're through. No, they're going to finish first for sure. Yeah, so... Uh, They've already clinched a first-round home playoff game. Exactly. <laughs> so so the, 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 the fact that they're playing an extra game really doesn't matter for them. Orlando playing Seattle and the game ending 1-1 in Orlando. Allie Krieger plays her 100th career NWSL game. Not too shabby, considering how long NWSL has been around. Um, Tony Presley opened it up for Orlando, was able to just spin the defender, beat Lydia Williams. Um, But a pretty nice give-and-go to Jody Taylor, equalized for Seattle, kind of midway through the second half. 
fairly even game, strangely enough, given the fact that it was in Orlando, despite missing some of the U.S. national team call-ups. Sky Blues playing Portland Thorns and getting beaten at home 2-1. Cernogorsovic scores the first on a terrible clearance by Portland, uh, by uh, Sky Blues keeper KC. And Dorsey from Sky Blues somehow gets the goal after colliding with uh, Portland keeper Eckerstrom. Ball goes up and dips into the net. Couple of really bad errors, let's just be on it. Um, Also, Amanda Frisbee from Sky Blue FC. Best name ever. Yeah, anytime you're talking about Frisbee running up the pitch, it's pretty funny. Yeah, I think that's pretty amusing to me. Unless Frisbee it's flying up the pitch. There yeah. yeah, unless it's ultimate because, the, dude, bros, sorry, I, I can't. I love get my it. ultimate. Okay. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. <sighs> Producer yeah. Nature is on, my, is on my side, so. Wow. Yeah, I, I am. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm not wrong. I'm just judging you now. You were on before? Oh, okay. Um, moving on to Washington, nil, Houston, one. I mean, we don't know what exactly happened because it wasn't streamed, so we didn't see any highlights. So, But Houston won. So yeah. Torrential time. rain canceled the, or at least postponed the game to 10 a.m. the next day. They weren't able to get a TV crew out for the rescheduled game. It's now time to move on to a segment that we call Get Low. Dum, dum, dum. Let's get low and get to our wrap-up of U.S. Lower League Soccer. So again, the U.S. Open Cup semifinals have now been decided uh, thanks to this week's results. Chicago beating Louisville 4-0, Philadelphia beating Orlando 1-0, Houston beating SKC 4-2, and then the contentious one, which was uh, LAFC playing Portland. The game ending 3-2 to LAFC. Uh, Let's get over the frivolous stuff first. Portland putting a... Protesting after this match that LAFC had fielded too many international players. The conflict stemming from the fact that the definition of domestic players used by the U.S. Open Cup and the one used by MLS are potentially incorrect. Complexities arising from the listings of domestic players on the U.S. Open Cup website, on the uh, MLS website. And in fact, when reached for comment, the U.S. soccer officials were still trying to figure out the precise rules to be used. Basically, what it boiled down to, uh, Dayan Djakovic, who... Terrible week for him, given the fact that he was the one that is still sliding after Darwin Quintero broke his ankles. Um, as well as Mark Anthony Kay, um are listed as domestics under MLS rules because of a very strange way that they treat Canadian homegrown players. Yes. So, uh, in in the end, this was decided in LA's favor because, obviously, if U.S. soccer themselves can't figure out what the rules are, it's incorrect to expect LA to have any idea what the heck they are. Now, the more serious incident from this game, however, coming with Adama Diamande from LAFC after the game on Instagram, accusing someone... It has to be made clear that we don't actually know whether this was a player, a fan, an official. Who knows? Somebody referred to him with the N-word. And it's the first time he's been referred to as such. Uh, The Portland Timbers are investigating who it could be. As far as I have seen, uh, there hasn't been any real update to the story beyond the fact that this investigation is now ongoing. That's an extremely serious accusation, Mm -hmm. one that should not be taken lightly here. Uh, The U.S. soccer has a reputation of being cleaner when it comes to issues of racism than soccer in many places around the world. And I'd like to see it remain that way. So I'm a little concerned that this hasn't been immediately resolved or we haven't heard anything coming from it. I don't want it to be pushed under the rug. Uh, Dio himself deciding not to name and shame publicly himself, which I think is, in some ways, I feel like that's laudable. Because if, But I hope that he's at least privately passed on who it was so action can be taken. Yeah, indeed. Moving on to the Canadian Championship, Ottawa taking on Toronto. The game ending 1-0 in Toronto's favor. However, the big story from this game, another ignominious piece of news. Toronto had a bunch of fans lighting off flares that set part of TD Place on fire. Yeah, they set the stadium on fire. Then they set their own stuff on fire. This is, by the way, Toronto FC's supporters group, the Inebriati, who... um, Dumb name. It's a pretty dumb name. It's a pretty dumb group. 
to as do someone dumb that, things. As someone that loves conspiracy theories, that's fucking stupid. Yeah, it is. It, it was, yeah. Th- this has happened before. They have had incidents where the, their first statement always is, it wasn't us. Uh, Shaggy's, it wasn't me playing on repeat in there. Mm. But I caught you with the flare. Wasn't, wasn't me. me. But I've used, used blew something up. Wasn't, wasn't me. me. They were wearing Where are your fenders. Wasn't, wasn't me. me. Yeah, guys <laughs> wearing inebriati gear were seen with the flares. Oh, and I should also mention one of the flares exploded. They threw one out onto the pitch, which burned the turf, and then another flare exploded. Yep. Like there was an audible bang that scared people in the stadium. Could be heard on the broadcast. So I mean, this is now coming up to like. You know, suspected terrorism levels of seriousness. And these guys had the gall to claim it wasn't them. Now, they have since amended to say, yes, it was actually us. Toronto, the very next day, banning all supporters' privileges. I don't know if those have been reinstated yet. But I will say this. As a very active member of a supporters' group, it's up to us to hold our fellow supporters' groups uh, up to a certain code, and when there are repeated infractions of a ridiculous variety that the inebri- such as the inebriati have had, the other supporter group in Tolero- Toronto should be taking some sort of action here. So this is ridiculous. As somebody that likes things blowing up, I thought it was hilarious up to a point. That's how bad it was. USL News FC Cincinnati beating Red Bulls two two to one. Nine-point lead for Cincy in the East. Uh, Meanwhile, in the East, uh, Pittsburgh Riverhounds let in their first goal in six games, thus losing to Charleston Battery 1-0. Charleston goes second in the East over Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh and Louisville both have two games in hand and can easily catch them. Timbers 2 playing Las Vegas Lights, and the game ending 2-1 in Las Vegas' favor. Uh, Las Vegas Lights decided this week that being a meme wasn't enough. They had to turn it up a little bit and become a joke. They're trying to sign, con- convince uh, Jamaican sprinter and gold medalist Usain Bolt to sign for them to play right wing. What? I, what? I, I don't understand the I, logic I, You know, I, I think they're literally going to have a cheetah playing on the pitch at some point. Well, they already have llamas. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, this is, I I don't even know what they're going to do next. I I will say this. He didn't embarrass himself one time in a trial match with Borussia Dortmund. Okay, that's more than we can say for Las Vegas Lights. All right, moving on to NPSL News Midwest Region Playoffs. Uh, Duluth FC advance into the... Uh, national semifinals. They won 2-1 against Minneapolis City in extra time. Minneapolis playing the first 18 minutes when Abdullah Ba wasn't able to get his fucking nose ring out. <laughs> then when a sub was ready, he had to wait until Duluth scored their first goal. Um, a late, late penalty award in the second period of extra time uh, when a ball off of Miles Norville's shoulder was deemed to be a handball in the box got converted for the winning goal. I know. The cops have been called about that robbery. Uh, Duluth (laughs) then won uh, 3-3 for normal time, even into added time over Ann Arbor. They won 3-2 on penalty. So that means national semifinals see FC Motown of New Jersey. Although they should be from Detroit. They really should be from Detroit. Um, They will host FC Mulhouse Portland, Oregon. So it's the FC Millhouse? No. They're sorry. coming up Millhouse. <laughs> yeah, because they're probably going to lose. Yeah. Um, and then Miami FC 2 of Florida of NASL fame. Uh, they will be hosting Duluth. That's right. There are two games in which the visiting team needs to travel more than 1,800 miles in order to attend. And this is amateur soccer. I want to give a quick shout out to the Boise Cutthroats of the UPSL who won their playoff game against San Juan FC and will be advancing to their playoffs in uh, Denver in early August. The reason that I, I happen to know this information and actually watched this game is because Boise Cutthroats are coached by the same head coach who is also uh, the leader of Idaho Juniors FC. The 
youth team from Idaho who I helped fundraise to bring to the Schwann's USA Cup last week. They played in the tournament. It was fantastic. Idaho juniors getting to the quarterfinals of the USA Cup where they lost. It was wonderful to go back to Blaine every day of the week, watch some youth soccer. Seriously fun to watch these fantastic Idaho juniors kids play. And it was incredible to meet the parents, meet the coaches, talk to them about their youth team. They've got such a great setup over in Boise. Um, I felt like you know, it's been six months of work to make this happen, to get them over here. A lot of incredible people like the Sane Foundations, Tony Sane and Todd Herskovitz, uh, Brave New Media and Damien Petru, Dark Cloud Silver Lining, Rich Harrison working with me and Bridget McDowell to um, to get this to happen. And I, I just want to give all of them a big shout out, give a big shout out to Idaho Juniors as well. Go to at Red Card to Racism on Twitter to see some photos. We had a phenomenal week and I'd love to share it with the rest of you. With that, it's time to move on to a segment that we call The System Only Dreams in Total Darkness. Let's get national and discuss the latest from the U.S. national team. The U.S. women's national team Tournament of Nations roster was announced this week. Yeah, the first call-up for Adriana French of Portland. Um, some returns for some low-cap... she's not French? I was honestly Ooh. surprised. I thought... I legitimately could have sworn she was Canadian. <laughs> I kid you not. She's French Canadian. <laughs> Returns for Tierna Davidson, uh, the lone college player. Uh, Merritt Mathias, McCall Zerboni. Um, my f- second favorite player, Rose Lavelle, is also in the roster. So excited for that. You said that first. You was the best name earlier. No, McCall Zerboni is the best name in NWSL. How dare you? Okay, all right, I'll take it. Zerboni, if it were actually Zamboni, it would be better than Frisbee. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, in uh, less happy news, Jalen Hinckley manages to get a call-up to the U.S. women's national team, pretty much getting universal criticism from the soccer community. Hinckley, of course, the individual who refused to wear the U.S. women's national team pride jerseys, and then almost a year later went on the 700 Club to discuss why. Uh, there are some really great pieces uh, by authors from Portland, if I, if I recall correctly, about what this means for U.S. women's soccer and why Jillian Hinckley's stance isn't just a innocuous kind of show of personal faith and has larger ramifications. So I'm extremely disappointed that the U.S. women's national team saw fit to return her to camp. Thankfully, three days later, she was sent away and cut from the team. Oh, along with sucks. along with Kealia oh hi you mean Kealia oh bye oh god <laughs> that was better than the French jokes so well done Talon <laughs> thank yeah. you I appreciate that more yeah well it got my mood back up after having to talk about Jaylene Hinkley games this week yeah against Japan and Australia good luck for the USWNT um, go watch those US MNT Rising videos. They're all They're on YouTube. Sick. All on YouTube. Go what are them. these videos? Just basically the backstory of different players. Uh, I did watch the Christian Pulisic one. That was really good. I haven't watched the... Wait, Josh am I not supposed one. to make fun of him at this point? We talked about something. No, earlier. later. Later now. Oh, she was God, him later. Um, oh, oh. Uh, Christian Pulisic stopped security guards from manhandling a kid running to take a selfie with him following uh, one of the Dortmund games in the ICC. Yeah, they didn't beat anyone important. It's fine. Let's not talk about the game at all. <laughs> oh wait, that's, no, 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 that no, no, was no, no, the no. Liverpool game. That was the Liverpool <laughs> game. Oh my goodness, that's when they beat. In Liverpool. my defense, Liverpool is wearing purple and gold jerseys, which are that colors are obviously cursed by the Minnesota Vikings. So okay, obviously terrible. Okay, mixed discord. Mixed discord. Manchester City legend was uh, loaned. This, this originally when I wrote this out, I had laundered written out in strike through. Yeah, that makes sense. That really does. He was given to uh, the K-League in Korea, their team Ulsan Hyundai. And um, he's his career is a joke at this point. Let him let him work out his career in obscurity. We, Mr. Stroud didn't go fuck himself. He's, he's wow. just a, Jeez, I'm supposed to be the heel right now, no, kicking he, people in their no, down. No, no, no. His career is a joke. He's in it for the money. He's apparently a Man City player who will never play the Etihad it's it's he had a scarf though it's ridiculous just 
go play soccer in some. Uh, Damn, he's not relevant anymore. Okay, Who all cares? right. Let's keep moving. K League's not terrible. Okay, no, okay. I know that. Yago plays there. Maybe he'll hang out with Mix. <laughs> anyway, let's now move into a segment that we call the transfer. Step back, doors closing. Get your transfer ticket because we're switching lines in this segment where we cover soccer transfers from the world over. Allison to Liverpool from Roma confirmed Loris Carius on his way out. You do realize that every single time he gets shot at, it's going to go into the net. You know why? Because why? all of the strikers' aims are true. I, I, I don't... Elvis Costello, go. I, no, no, leave. No, I, I'm dead serious. Hey, leave. I like Caleb. Don't make him leave. No, 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 no. He he doesn't know an Elvis Costello joke. I don't know. That is very obvious. Elvis Costello song. I'm isn't, sorry. Isn't Elvis Costello the guy who forced a transfer to Turkey from MLS last year? <laughs> anyway, yes. uh, two weeks back, Shakiri to Liverpool from Stoke is now done for thirteen million pounds. Those two transfers are great. I think we overpaid for Allison, but in this market, he's a great goalkeeper and he's probably top five in the world at this moment. Shakiri is a bargain for thirteen million, absolute bargain. Ancient it's- Roman general Vinicius Junior has uh, moved to Liverpool from from, Meng- from no. Flamengo for 46 million Real Madrid, years. actually, not Liverpool. What did I say? You said Liverpool. Oh, just to Real Madrid. I, I, you look so happy. I just wanted to keep going with the happiness, <laughs> like keep having you like cheer, you know, silently. That would be really nice. But anyway, he's going to yeah. be in Liverpool. Speaking of this uh, market being crazy, um, Real Madrid paid 46 million euro for him. Um, he has one competitive senior <laughs> appearance for Flamengo because he is only 16 years old. 46 million euro. Granted, he did score 19 goals and 22 caps for the U-17 Brazil side, including the Golden Boot at the Bowl U-17 Championship. He's 16 years old. He's gotten one senior appearance, and they paid 46 million euro for him. Okay. Uh, the Portuguese national team has signed. Oh, yeah, Wolves have signed uh, <laughs> John Moutinho from Monaco. Um, they'll have uh, Rio Patricio, um, Raul Jimenez, Leo Bonatini, Diodo Yota, Willie Bolli, and Ruben. Okay. Vinegar? Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> this is like if I had to name. Players from a Monty Python it. soccer sketch. Uh, <laughs> I Willie will say, Bully would definitely be one of that. <laughs> Willie Bully is the new minister of Silly Walks. Yeah. That's a real Congratulations name. to him. Uh, but in all seriousness, um, Wolves are turning into the Portuguese national team, but they're also doing some really good signings for a team that just joined the Premier League again. Yeah. Uh, let's now go into... Our segment on the World Cup for a second. I didn't expect to do this, but we did not ever talk about the final because we didn't record last week. So we should give our listeners one more chance to listen to the sound cue for the segment that we call From Russia with VAR. From Russia with VAR. I fly to you. Do you expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond. I expect you to run to the edge of the pitch two weeks after the World Cup final and stare at a screen for a couple of minutes as we talk about the World Cup final match where France played Croatia. The game ended 4-2. What a fantastic final. I, it wasn't a 1-0 bore fest. It was fun. It was end-to-end. Croatia was better team in the first half, but France was still winning, and they just... Oh, it, was, it was fantastic. There was a howler. There was a penalty that... Should have been given, that was given. There was a free kick that shouldn't have been given, that led to a goal. It was all great. It was a great game. Fun, fantastic. And I want to point out to the listeners that on the 55-1 World Cup predictions, I picked France to win. That's my only prediction that, that came true, but just focus on that one for right now. It was also a great game for Croatia, who looked extremely tired, but managed to put up something of a fight throughout the match. And were regarded as heroes when they returned to yeah. Croatia. And that's something different than we've seen saw, uh, last World Cup when Argentina was greeted with vitriol and 
I, I don't know, hatred almost by their fans. So good to see Croatia and also Belgium going back to their uh, home countries and being greeted as if they had won. Let's all move into a segment that we call Soccer Things, where Colin dips into the deep, dark corners of the soccer world to bring you stories you won't and shouldn't believe. So we talked about Jay Hinkle getting back into the U.S. women's national team squad and subsequently getting cut before the Tournament of Nations. One of the very interesting theories as to why she was even called up in the first place, particularly in terms of whether or not they needed a second left back who plays for the North Carolina Courage, uh, was the notion that... Should Hinkle decide to potentially sue the um, Soccer Federation for religious discrimination following her refusal to play with the Pride jersey um, was essentially the idea that, hey, she got called up again. There's a good amount of foresight that goes into her getting brought back into the fold and then Jill Ellis just saying, hey, you weren't good enough to play in this tournament. We're going to leave you out along with another player who doesn't have the same sort of issues. However, I don't really think it's just that simple of USSF thinking too far ahead and ruling her out because they wanted to cover their ass for a lawsuit. Rather... Jill Ellis caught sight of a little piece of paper in Jay Hinkle's training bag. It was an invitation to a dinner party being held by Iker Casillas. As Casillas tweeted yesterday, and I quote, El año que viene se cumplen... I, I don't remember 50. Años supuestamente que el hombre pisa la luna. Estoy en unas con amigos discutiendo sobre ello. Elevo la tertulia a público. ¿Crees que se piso y no? It's like Casillas was in the room. Killer Casillas impersonation right there. Neither... Oh. Neither he nor I can say 50 in Spanish. The translation, next year it'll be 50 years, supposedly, that man walked on the moon. I'm at a dinner party with friends arguing about it. I'm taking this debate to the public. Do you think man did it? Not to me. It is a Twitter poll on Iker Casillas' actual Twitter account. Yes, that's right. Iker Casillas is a lunar truther. Jay Hinkle was invited to that dinner party specifically to provide evidence that the moon landing was faked. I'm dead serious about this. Jay Hinkle is a lunar truther as well. And Jill Ellis, trying to cover up for the government, decided that she needed to be as far away from the women's national team picture as possible there's no issues with her homophobia which is fucking ridiculous that they don't care about it it is entirely because they want to cover up all of these legitimate concerns about the moon landing being real quote unquote colin i'm i'm actually kind of afraid to ask this what are what is your stance in the moon landing i mean the amount of people that the government can kill. Okay, let's move on to our plugs. <laughs> All right. With, uh, on that blockbuster, right I cannot believe he said that right By the there. way, 42% of the people on Iker Casillas' poll in the final results said, No, nos las colaron. With that, it's time for us to say goodbye to you. But before we do, where can the good people find you on Twitter, guys? I'm at uh, KOlson716, also over at 55.1. Check out my uh, World Cup uh, edit survey that Ben McKenzie put together for 55.1. Also includes some of my way too early 2022 yeah, 2022 uh, World Cup predictions. Might include a certain Timothy Way of winning Golden Boot. Um, also, I'll be writing my preview for this weekend. Uh, you can find me at the attachment spouting less controversial takes than this, <laughs> including uh, my take for E Pluribus Lunum about why Christian Ramirez isn't terrible, as well as my piece today about why 
uh, the 3-5-2 is providing some interesting results for Minnesota United. You can find me at TW United Fans. You can find this podcast and find podcast providers everywhere. We shall see you next week. Three, three, three.